Jared Austin joins us now. Good morning, Jared. Good day, Luke. How are you this morning, mate? No, I'm very good. Very good yourself? Yeah, really well. Um, you must be excited this morning, um, heading to town with a a favourite in the shape of Terramada and a, a mare that I'm sure you you love because we spoke after her last win and you told me the story with her. She cost twelve hundred bucks or something. Uh, is that right? And and now she's won nearly two hundred thousand, and I'm sure she's not done. Yeah, that's right. You yeah, know, she was seventeen hundred, so a little bit nearer, but yeah, not not much difference there. But um, yeah, she's been super for us, hasn't she? And um, yeah, as you say, I think there's still a bit more upside to come. Why was she so cheap? Was she she was quite small? Was she, or what was the story? Yeah, look, she was quite small, and um, they were just. Selling a bit of a dispersal sale through the sales there on the English Digital and just a weanling. So, look, yeah, we we got lucky and picked her up for that price. Have you had a horse uh, in your training career after 10 starts that they still hadn't missed a place like she has? No, no, I don't think so. No, look, I'd have to go back, but I don't think so. No, she's been ultra consistent. Um, just got a real competitive attitude about it with everything she does, and, um, and that certainly shows in her races. Because mm, that's not easy to do, is it? That's testament to to how you've handled it, and also her desire, I guess. Yeah, no, for sure. Look, yes, um, we can only place them the best we can. They've, you've got to have the right horse to, who's got the right attitude to do it, and she's certainly got that. Speaking of placing, this looks a perfect next target. Uh, race four today, number one, Terramata, thirteen hundred metres, barrier nine, which is um, nice for her. It appears that she enjoys getting ridden that little bit quiet now, Jared. Uh, look, I'm not sure it was by design last time. Um, she just sort of came out a bit awkward out of the gates there, but she has been ridden quite before um, and finished off her races really, really well. So she's very adaptable. Um, look, we'll just leave that up to Nash and see how she sort of steps away from the gates. And then I guess it's up to him if he wants to try and come across or if he just goes back. But either way, I'd be happy. Yeah, so you just you just leave it up to him. You've got full confidence in Nash that he knows the mare now and you just leg him on and let him ride her. Exactly. Yeah, look, there's not, not too much I can be telling Nash about riding races, <laughs> that's for sure. So um, once they get to know the horse, I think that's the best thing we can do as trainers is give them any sort of little um, little tips on what the horse is like and whatnot. But once they get to know them, well, it's up to Nash what, what he wants to do from there. Yeah. Tell, tell us about the, the couple of weeks since our last run. Everything been sweet? To be honest, everything's just been as smooth as can be. It's not often you, you sort of say that leading into races. There's always always some little thing that pops its head up but um no she's just cruised through the whole preparation um the whole month um without any worries at all and looks heads into this race look fantastic yeah weight's the same um she's bright and happy as can be so yeah look on that side of things really happy i guess there's she goes up three couple of kilos in weight um has to carry the 59 and a half and she's not she's not a big mare that's for sure but um that's a little concerned but yeah, not a great one either. She's pretty tough and, and, and she's got that will to win, so I think she'll carry the weight okay. Yeah. Uh, that's Tara Marta. You're a pretty good judge of uh, of form and you understand uh, racing very well. I'm sure you expected her to be shortish in the market and, and high up in the betting order, but seventy now, she is getting pretty tight. Do you think she warrants being that short? Oh, geez, seventy is very short, isn't it? Um, look, I thought... I thought um, I thought when the noms come out and we and we sort of targeted this race for a, for a while now, I, I thought, um, geez, that looks great. She, you know, we found the, the perfect sort of race for her. Um, I definitely thought she'd be favoured at dollar seventy. I'm not quite sure, but I guess that's weight of money. So, um, yeah, it puts a fair bit of pressure on us. Not that she knows it; she doesn't know what price she is. But no. um, yeah, I guess it gives you a bit of confidence if that's what the if that's what the 
all the big boys think her price should be, well, I guess it gives us a bit of confidence going into the race. Yeah, of course. What about London in race three, horse number six? He, uh, gee, you would have thought at Wyong two back he was home and somehow Bo Jangles got him uh, and then he went to town again last start at Warwick Farm and he was good there, Jared. So uh, he's been a work in progress, but it seems like you've got him in a good place at the moment. Yeah, no, he sure has been a work in progress, that's for sure. He was um, he was a big baby and just big big and lazy, to be honest, and just sort of didn't have, a, didn't have the right attitude for the required to be winning races, but he certainly turned that around this preparation. And as you say, yeah, I thought he was home there. I was, I was high-fiving the owner and everything there at Wyong. So, um, you weren't. Well, you, didn't, you didn't go the crow, did you? <laughs> we, we did go a little bit early, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Nothing worse, is there? Uh, no, nothing worse. I thought he'd actually, I thought he got that one. So. But um, and then, as you say, look, he ran another really good race here at, here at Warwick Farm. He just sort of wanted to overdo it a little bit mid-race. But, um, look, just... Yeah, he's he's got that competitive attitude now, and he wants to he wants to race and win. So, well, I, I thought today's race actually looked pretty good. Um, it's um obviously yeah. it's hard to win a hard to win in town of a Saturday with him, but um I, I just thought the race looked quite good. I think you'll get his chance again. When they're that little bit lazy at home, is it just a case of um, persevering? How, how do you get them switched on? Uh, yeah, you just you just persevere. Um, Try a few different things, I guess. But look, he was cut a little bit late, also, so that's probably the main, the main, the main key to it all. Um, some of these colts can can just get a, get the wrong attitude, but um, once he went out for a break and come back in, um, he's sort of switched on straight away. So no, it's been good. Spats Pav Bowie's in at the Gold Coast in race nine, number fourteen. Is uh, is it running today? Uh, let's go, bro. Sorry, let's go, bro. What did I say? Yeah. Apologise, mate. Yes. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. No, he's uh, he's up there. Um, Look, he's, I, I sort of said a couple of times, he, he's a couple of runs before his win at Kembo. He could sort of put a bit of a line through them. He, he just wasn't, he just sort of pulled up not 100%. So, um, but we got him back to 100% and he showed his true form there at Kembo last start. And look, it's a difficult race up there today. Um, it's also a difficult race to assess on form. It's sort of, it's, it's hard to line everything up. But look, he goes into the race 110% fit um, off the back of a confidence sort of building win the other day. So look, I think he can run a good race. At least I'm not calling it today. I'd confuse the punters. <laughs> that would that would have certainly confused us. Yeah. <laughs> Same colours though. <laughs> Same colours, yeah, that's for sure. Oh, good on you, mate. Well, listen, good luck with all of them today. Thanks, Luke.